Welcome. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast. Oh. No, no, let's keep going. Just keep going. Welcome to now. Bite Me Podcast. I'm going to keep interrupting Episode the intro. 169. 1, nice. Nice. Absolutely. Who are you? I'm Colby. Good job. Who are you? Jack. Jack and I am Cliff. Are that you going to keep going, Cole, or do I take over now? Yeah, you can take over now. I oh. was just... It was good. I just wanted to throw you off your game a little bit. That was the best intro this has had in 168 episodes. I don't think that's true. It's probably not true. It's okay. Best intro ever, ever, ever. It Can only we get some, better. like, some echo? Echo, I, echo. What? Oh, it was an episode of Behind the Bastards the other day that I was listening to where they actually like had the air horn. <laughs> like, yeah, can we, can we get like a... Absolutely not. This is not a like morning zoo, you know, radio thing. Have you considered making it a morning zoo radio? Absolutely. Thing? Every single time we podcast, I'm like, when is the day we're going to add a soundboard to this podcast and just up the level of toilet what we're doing. flush? Exactly. It's going to be great. Um, we'll think about what our names will be and what the new show will be called, and we'll get back to you next week. In the meantime, we're going to talk about the video games that we have played. We're going to talk about news. Uh, the Division 2 has a surprise expansion. Surprise! See, that would have been perfect like to have a, a surprise and like a cheer. Yay! Isn't it also on like a super sale? Yeah, it I was going to say, the Division 2 is three bucks. Three bucks right now. So if you don't own I the Division 2... I still haven't bought it. Dang, Dylan, you should buy the Division 2. It's worth $3. It's worth. It's probably it's worth, worth $3, $3, but so I probably won't me. play it. Hmm. So then, then maybe, maybe I probably shouldn't. I'll buy, buy it, Coke. Buy it for someone else. Buy it for someone who will play it. Yeah. Give it to a needy Division 2 player. Uh, Anthem, don't count them out yet. They're they're going to do something. I'm oh, not I've sure counted them out. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean yet? <laughs> they're coming back, baby. They're back, baby. Stardew Valley. Uh, the dev of that uh, of that little game that you might have heard of, Colby played 170,000 hours of it. He played 82. Uh, his name is Concerned Ape. I assume he has a real name too, but maybe not. That might be. He's from Seattle. That could be on his birth certificate. He's got some games coming out eventually. He's got a he's got a, a plan. It's a long term plan. And Sony may have actually convinced me to buy a PS5. Maybe we'll talk about that. And Destiny 2 might have lost all your stuff uh, again. So it happens. We've got so many questions this week. We've got questions from Vinny. Another question from Vinny. I don't... Did we ever tell Vinny he could ask two questions? Was that a thing? I don't think it's the first time. Okay. So Vinny gets hey, two yo, questions. Hey, yo, Vinny, you only get one question. <laughs> We've got... One question. <laughs> We've got a question from Josh. We have a question from Kevin. We have a question from Mr. Polite. Turned down for what? Princess Megan, Joe Coleslaw. Joe asked another question, too. I, I'm positive we did not tell Joe he could ask, too. It's okay. We'll, we'll work through it. Lots of questions. A couple cheap free games, but not many, thank God, because we have 192 questions, roughly. 192. Anyway, it is time to talk about what we're playing. Colby, what are you playing? I am playing... American Fugitive, which did I talk about that last week? You know, in London? I, no, no. I, we talked about American Fug, uh, Fugitive because it was free on Twitch yeah. Prime. It, I think it's yeah. on Twitch Prime this month. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I picked it up on Switch because after talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, like that was a game I wanted to play. I should go put it on my like Switch wish wish list. Does Switch and... have a wish list? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Oh no, my, my mouse batteries are low. Oh no, what are you oh, going to no. do? 
I mean, just not use my mouse. Perfect. Um, no, and so I'm like, oh, I'll go put it on my wish list. And I'm like, oh, it's on my wish list. Oh, it's 50% off. I should just buy it. Nice. And so I picked it up, and it is it is worth $10. I don't know. Well, I won't even say it was, probably is not worth $20. It's fun. Um, it is... Tell me about it. What kind of game is it? Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2. Kind it, of. Is it? It's not top-down, though, is it? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, like... Like isometric, top, right? It, a little bit isometric. But yeah, that... Like, when you're driving, they're... Unless you change it, it is just a top-down view. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, like uh, Grand Theft Auto-ish, you're a uh, guy who gets framed for his father's murder, and you just real easily break out of jail, and uh, you run to your brother-in-law's house, and he has you do stuff, and then meet other people who I assume are going to have you do stuff. I've I've played, like, probably six hours into it. And, uh, which tells me that I should almost be done with this game, but for some reason I play games longer than I think. When, when you go to the, uh, time to beat.com or whatever mm-hmm. it is, they're like, here's what the average person does. Here's what completionists do. Here's what insane people do. And you're, well, you're, the funny you're the thing is, is, I have literally in my entire life only 100%ed <coughs> two games. Yeah. I think. Same. And,. But I play them generally longer than the like completionists do. I'm like, well, how does that work? Maybe how do I put 210 hours into Red Dead Redemption and not 100 percent it when you can apparently do that in 75? I uh, I think maybe you just take the scenic route to things. Call I it's, do. It's not that it's, you're it's doing it journey. wrong. This game looks really cool. Like I'm I'm looking at the like some screenshots and some video of it right now, and it looks really cool. Do you have a tank it's... yet? No, not not even close. I barely. I've got like a minivan. Um, <laughs> Does it have a turret on it? No, no. It's very slow, and um, I can't do a lot of high speed chases in it. That's disappointing. Um, it's it's very good. It does feel somewhat empty. Sure. And it it feels like a little sparse in areas, but overall, I'm having a good time. Like the story's nothing to write home about, and it's not necessarily like the over-the-top craziness of uh, Grand Theft Auto. But it's still, it's a good time. And, you know, if it's free on Twitch Prime, pick it up. Yeah, no, I, um, it is. And I think I'm going to do that. And I want to I say that it was until the 20th that it was on sale on the Switch, but I may be wrong on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a good time. It's like a fun, you know, you pick it up, you play it for 15, 20 minutes, you do a mission, and then move on with your life. Nothing so wrong with that. A, yeah, it is currently free on Twitch Prime through March yeah. 2nd. So if this sounds like it might be fun to you, you should go get it on Twitch Prime, which is what I'm going to do right now. So It is definitely worth free. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. What else are you playing? Anything exciting? I am playing a great game that I'd never heard about until last week. Which is? Because I think it was actually released last week. And that is Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, yeah. It, uh, which... We talked about it briefly, but only because the company that made it, the game devs that made it, were the first um, company purchased by Stadia, by Google, to be oh, a no. first-person studio. So, um rip them i guess maybe we'll see maybe it'll go great who knows maybe it'll go absolutely great for them but yeah tell us about journey to us out to the savage planet um it's like a kind of platformery um exploration game 
kind of. I don't know how to describe it. It's very much like um, it. It vaguely reminds me of uh, crap. That game I just beat last month. Um, this kickstarted game that went real poorly, but then got real good. Uh, oh man, I know it's made by. It was a PS4 exclusive until uh-huh. it wasn't. It's made by. Oh, what is the name of that game, Cole? I don't know, but I'm going to try and look it up and talk at the same time. <laughs> um, it reminds me of that game, which I'll say in just a minute. But it uh, so you're you're set on a planet, No Man's Sky. There, there we go. go. You're sent to a planet, and it's. It, First of all, I would say it is very funny. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of kind of the same humor as Outer Worlds. Okay. Um, except I think I might like this better. Um, it's it's very you know jokey and like hey go out and you know yes you found these things now kill them they're you know delightful but or they're you know they're they're very cute but you want to kick them don't you? And you do. <laughs> um. Like, one of the animals on it is a bird that has four heads, and uh, it talks about how, you know, four heads are better than one unless you have one brain that is split between four separate heads (laughs) that have no consciousness between them, so they live in constant fear of each other and just run around screaming until they eventually die. That's amazing. Um, But you're exploring this world because they, you know, the fourth best space um out or space travel system in the or travel company in the world has sent you out to study this and you only have enough fuel to get there you don't have enough fuel to get back if you want to get (laughs) back you're gonna have to find something to turn into fuel but while you're there is it one of those four-headed creatures (laughs) yeah until while you're there would you just you know like look at this you know planet and try to discover stuff for the company um but, you know, a lot of it's, you know, that kind of, like, platformy where you're jumping from thing to thing and you've got, like, kind of a hook shot so you can get to farther things. It's It's got kind of a Metroidvania feel where, you know, like, you're like, I can't get that. How do I do that? And it's like, oh, you've got to have this upgrade. Um, there's, like, a pretty decent upgrade system. And so you've got to upgrade all your stuff so you can get to different things. And But it's a platformer. It's, I don't say platformer. Like... It has platforming elements. Like, there is a lot of, like, you're jumping from thing to thing to try to get to higher places and stuff like that. Is it? But, it, but, but it's like a 3D game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First person, it's, third person? First person, yeah. Interesting. But there's a lot it of feels first person really jumping. good, too. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I, I I know that Adam had, like, very much did not like the that portion of Destiny 2. Yeah. And I, I always thought it felt really good. Like, I never... Like, or very rarely felt like I missed something because of the game. Yeah, I think the only um, time I really felt... Do you remember that one level that we played where we didn't realize how it was supposed to work, where we were trying to jump on the, that platform and it just wasn't appearing because we were doing it wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the only part of Destiny's jumping that really bothered me. And I mean, I'd yeah. miss. I'm, I'm not a good gamer. Everyone knows that, so... Yeah, well, it's because you don't have your chair. I'm sitting in my chair right now. Yeah, but it's not your gaming God, chair. you're right. It's it only works when I'm playing chair. PC. Yeah, I should get, um, I should get a gaming couch. There you go. Um, but it's, it's a very fun, it's very funny, um, it's really, it's that kind of, you know, quirky jokes kind of thing. And it's only 30 bucks, right? 
Well, I got it for 10 because of Microsoft Rewards. Thank you, Microsoft Rewards. I am going to get it for free because of Microsoft Rewards. There you go. Um, it's worth it, people, I tell you. Yeah. And uh, But it's a, it's a really good game that I'm just not hearing a ton about. Um, and I don't know if that's just because it's, I won't say like an indie game, but kind of that, you know, like double A kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's exactly really why. good. Nice. And, and again, it's like a, I think a seven hour game, seven to 10 hours. I've put like 12 into it mm. and I'm not 50% of the way through. So I don't know. Seven to 10 is like this, in my humble opinion, the sweet spot for video games. That's exactly how long I want nearly every video game in existence to, to last. But go out and get it. It is very fun. Nice. And people should play it. I will add that to my... Actually, I'll probably just play it. At, I'm probably going to buy it after I beat the game I'm playing now. So do you want to talk some more about Divinity, Dylan? Anything exciting happening in uh, the land of, of original sin? Um, I've put a lot of hours into it. I know that. How, how many uh, hours do you think you've put into it? I don't know. I tried to look, and I don't think it does a good job at tracking. Nope. Can I say um, that I don't think most games do a good job, and it bugs none the of crap do. out of me? Well, like, it doesn't even have, like, a time uh, in it, so yeah. I like I could look in Steam, but as we know, that's not a good yeah. method. Um, so, I have no idea, really. Sure. But I've spent many Saturdays at this point. I mean, I, I guess the, the best endorsement you can give of a video game is Dylan's played it for a long time and still loves it, but has yeah. no idea how long. I think we got a, a question later that this kind of fits into an answer for, but right. um, I don't know. It just it, it does everything right for me, I guess, um, in a game that I was maybe expecting to play and then not continue, um, as I think I've done often lately especially playing these kinds of games like i think we were talking about this the other day too it's like i really want to like this game but yeah then sometimes you just don't yep um absolutely. in this case i really wanted to like this game and i really do um and i'm i feel like i'm at the point now that it's really fun to like the characters are powerful you do all kinds of cool stuff and you generally i'm not as squishy as sure. you are at the beginning as you do in rpgs when you start and you're a little flesh man that can easily be squashed by a big hammer or any enemy that's a little bit too powerful. Um, whereas now I feel like my stats are um, enough that I can soak up some damage, maybe heal up or fortify and do some more challenging things. It's can a lot you of fun. beat that river troll yet? I did fight the troll. Nice. The troll segment was, and the game's hilarious too. Well, you try to cross a bridge and there's a troll and he's like, give me a gold and I'll let you cross the bridge. I'm like, that's a great deal, except you're still um, policing this bridge that is just a bridge. So I don't know if I agree with that. But then you go and meet this other troll and he's like, that other troll over there on that bridge, I can't compete with his prices. And he's trying to charge you like 15,000 gold to cross the bridge. But then he's like, go kill that other troll. So you kill that troll, and then he goes over to that bridge. And then he's still trying to charge you a bunch. Oh, so I killed him, too. Nice. Dylan Killer troll of Trolls. Slayer. Yeah. Do you get a badge for that? Like a, like something you can put on your backpack? Like Dylan um, Troll Slayer? I don't think so, but I did get some good loot. Eh, loot's almost as good. It's almost yeah. as good. So cool. you do it for the loot, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all you do it for. I am still playing my time at Porsche. It's still enjoyable. I... I will say I'm kind of getting to the point in that game where I wish I knew 
how much longer there was in it. That game seems just incredibly open-ended. It's like the kind of game even where I'm like, you know, you search on the internet, like, can you beat my time at Porsche? Like, is there an end to my time at Porsche? And you just get no results, which worries me a little bit. Like, maybe you can just keep playing this game for infinity time. Oh, you can. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that you can continue playing Skyrim forever. Is there... Like, do you eventually run out of quests that they give you, though? I mean, because the the kind of loop I, of that game is... Yes. Okay, so... You can still do dailies. Yeah. But th- th- you won't get any more like, oh, hey, we need, you know, this for the town. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the question. I, I wish I knew how... I need to actually, like, go in and look up a a guide and see... I think it's the end of the third year. Oh, man. See, and I have not even finished the first year yet. How? You've played it a lot. Yeah, but I like min-max every single day, and I'm wondering if that's actually a mistake. Maybe it's the end of the second year. Yeah, like, I could... I could that's I, when Stardew is, and they're very, very similar. I, I think I could make it another year. I don't know. I mean, it seems like I've made a lot of things, and I've invented a lot of stuff, and I've, you know, like, I've upgraded my workbench all the way, so it's not like there's going to be more workbench stuff. I've upgraded... Um, I don't know. I bought a bunch of ducks the other day. I feel really good about that. Um... You know, ten of them. If I recall, I bought ten. Unfortunately, my coop can only hold eight, so I just have two pocket ducks now. I have a duck in each of my pockets that I just carry around all the time, I guess, and show them to people. I'm like, hey, you want to you want to see my pocket duck? And people are like, no, that's gross. I'm like, no, no, literally, I have a duck in my pocket, and then I pull it out and it quacks at them a little bit, and we move on. But uh, like, I'm not like I don't want to say that I'm bored with it. It's more that there are a bunch of other games that I want to play, and I don't really want to get into them until I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's the kind of game that I'm I'm enjoying it. I really when I'm playing it, I enjoy playing it. But I'm like, oh man, I want to try this, and I want to try this, and I want to try this, and I'm like, but I know if I go on and play them, I will never. In my head, I will say, oh, I'll come back to my time at Porsche. It'll be fine. And I know I will never do that. So. Yep. I don't know. I'm going on vacation this weekend, um, next weekend, next weekend. So I will not be able to play games for like nine days. So maybe by the time I get back, I will, I feel refreshed in my portion-ness and, and just be able to jump right in. So we'll see. Uh, I'm still playing Link's Awakening. Um, just like I said last time, like I enjoy the overworld of that game way more than I enjoy the dungeons. The dungeons are yeah. just like, I just, I just don't care. Like they're the thing is, is they're not very samey, but because the like way you fight all the dungeons is exactly the same where you go into a room and like, Hey, if you kill every, all the guys in this room, it'll give you a silver key and you've got to find the next chest that has a silver key. And then you fight a, a little like mini boss and kill him. And he gives you, you know, the key to the monster door and then you go kill the end guy and then it ends. And I don't know. They just feel, they feel samey. Um, yeah. And again, like Link's Awakening is is exactly the game I'm talking about when I say I wish all games were seven to nine hours because I really liked that game for like seven to nine hours, but I think it's actually like fifteen or twenty. Um, you know, it's okay. I it's fine. I'll beat it eventually. It'll it'll be a game I take on vacation with me, and maybe I can pour some time into it. I need I need a car, like I need a Tesla, so I can play video games while I drive. I think that's legal, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, the other game I did start this week because I just wanted to play something. Well, actually, I needed I needed to play another Game Pass game in order to complete a Microsoft Rewards quest. And uh, 
I know Life is Strange is short and kind of divided up into sections. So I'm like, oh, I can just play chapter one of Life is Strange. And they are. They're about three hours long. And so I loaded that up. And if you like Telltale games, to me, Life is Strange is like a really, really good Telltale game. Um, like, I think the thing is I don't really like Telltale games very much. And I really like Life is Strange this is Life is Strange 2, I guess I should say. Um, but it might just be because I like the kind of... I mean, this is a... It's a game... Um, interestingly enough, it's actually set in Seattle. So it, it uh, the game starts out in South Seattle. Um, and then some stuff happens and you start heading south um, towards presumably Mexico. And... It's like maybe I just enjoy it more because it is a game that's about politics. It's a game about race. It's a game about um, discrimination and that kind of thing. So like maybe just I enjoy the I enjoy what it's trying to say more than I did The Walking does it, Dead. Does it have a physics engine? It does. It actually like it's actually an interesting game in that it looks. It looks, I guess maybe I'm used to when I look at a Telltale game going like, well, it doesn't look very good, but man, they've got to pump one of these out every couple months. And then I go look at Life is Strange 2 and I'm like, this game looks phenomenal. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like, it's not perfect. It's it's not perfect at all, but it's way better than the Telltale games I've seen. So, but it's also not as choice heavy, to be honest. It's, it's kind of a chill game where you, um, a lot of it is kind of, at least what I've played so far, and I'm maybe maybe an hour and a half into the first chapter, which is, like I said, about three hours long. And of that hour and a half, probably 45 minutes is almost like like watching a movie and then making choices during that movie. And then it'll set you free to go do some looking around and, and looking at items around the, the area. And, um, like, I mean, as a for instance, it starts out with you and... Um, your best friend walking home and you're planning on going to a party that weekend. That's at a cabin that your friend owns. And so you and her are talking and and you're trying to, she's trying to help you hook up with this girl you like. And so she like, you know, there's some different choices on how you're going to text her. And there's some different choices about the stuff you need to bring to the party that weekend. And all that stuff takes place in almost like almost a movie kind of situation, but with cutscenes, and then, or I'm sorry, with uh, like, like, dialogue choices and then you know all the stuff you need to get to go to this party this weekend and so it puts you into your house and you walk around your house looking at different items in your house looking for the things on your list talking to your dad talking to your brother and those take place in a in a like first person kind of view so it's it's different than a telltale game and i don't know like i said my my only real exposure to telltale is the walking dead season one which i did not like and uh the minecraft story mode which i thought was okay um to me this game looks better it's acted better it has a better story um and i'm really enjoying it so far it's free on game pass um all five episodes of it so if you want to try try out life is strange 2 it is definitely um an option and i think life is strange 1 got that free somewhere you know it, it used like to be on game pass or something i don't think it still is but it's been it's been free all the time and there's actually a game that bridges the two of them i do not recall what its name is um but it takes all these games takes place in the same universe so life is strange one is actually set in the same town as life is strange two just with different people i guess or the same area i don't think life is strange one is actually explicitly set in seattle whereas this game is explicitly set in south seattle um 
but they all take place in that same world. So I, and I don't remember what that was called, but it's also just actually free and it's like a three or four hour game. So yeah, Captain, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Captain something. And the, I don't know. It's about a kid who's, uh, mom dies and his dad becomes an, is an alcoholic and how he kind of deals with that captain something. I don't remember what it's called. So life strange two is good. That's more of the story. If you like those kind of games, if you like walking Sims, you'll probably like the life is strange series. I definitely, definitely suggest you give it a try. So should we talk about Patreon for a moment? Yay. Yay. Let's do it. Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, support this podcast. If you give us $10, a month. Every month. I'm very sorry it's every month. Um, but I'd like to think we're at least passingly worth it. Like, I, I think we're we're good. Um, also, you know, like, just to tell you what kind of content we create, uh, this is actually our last episode. Episode 168 was the 100th podcast that we've posted to uh, Patreon. So uh, our patrons have gotten to listen to our podcast early 100 times. Sometimes that's... 12 hours early sometimes it's two days early just kind of depends on when we can get our stuff together and actually record so that is what you're getting for ten dollars you are also getting a shout out every episode and that's what i'm going to do right now big shout out to alan schulte austin palmer brian henniger joe cole jr john tippins kevin schuld megan phillips and tom mcdermott this is a slightly different order that i normally read these and i don't know why but thank you all for supporting us. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Uh, we have uh, levels starting at $1 a month and going all the way up to $10. So if you like our podcast and want to support us, that is the place to go. Now, Dylan, it's you. News. That was very good. And I, I like it when you do that. It gives me a chance to get a sip of coffee, which is it's important this time of day. It's like, I don't know. I don't. 4.30 is a traditional time to drink coffee, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking some. Perfect. See, we all win. Dylan's got a coffee cup at work, and when he drinks out of it, it sounds like an, like an asthma inhaler going off. And every yeah, day it's... I'm like, is Dylan okay? And then I look over, he's just drinking coffee. I'm like, yeah, oh, he's kind of yeah. weird. He's all it's right. He's got this, like, silicone lid. So... It's, it's very fancy. And, it and, has uh... a small air hole in it. It's... It's fine. Dylan makes it's a, mis- a water bong. It's a uh, yeah, kinda. It sounds it's it's just a little bit off. Uh, Dylan made the mistake of getting a nice coffee machine at home, and so now he thinks the coffee at work tastes like crap, which it does. I mean, it's not good. Yeah, it's, free. it's just not. It's not even drinkable anymore. It's absolutely drinkable. It just takes a lot it's, of creamer and a lot of sugar. Yeah, and I'm not about that because I don't really like creamer that much. I'm all about the creamer sugar life. No, but uh, so now he has to bring his own from home. It's all right. All right, news. Uh, the Division 2 drops a surprise update while it's trying to fix its broken player base, which I don't know, man. Every time I hear about The Division 2, all I can think about is like, man, I played this game and I really liked it. I don't know why everyone's so mad. You you dug it too, Cole, right? Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. I think it was, if you like The Division 1, I don't know why you wouldn't like The Division 2, but whatever. Like we said, it's $3 right now. So, I mean, you could go spend $3 right now, play the main mission it's like a 30 hour game what's that like 10 cents an hour just go buy it you'll be happy you did um if you do want to get the uh like all the expansion stuff though you can also buy that right now for 40 dollars. so regardless of how you want to get the division it's it's a good deal right now but um apparently from what i understand uh division two players are at the proverbial or maybe literal end of their ropes with this game and are getting mad and angry they have not heard any news about what's happening on the division two finally they came out and said hey guys we are going to give you two new missions 
Um, you're going to go play around on Coney Island, and they are totally free. And uh, apparently, if you have the one-year pass, you can start playing those February 12th, which is actually today. So you could literally start right now. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, I guess it was yesterday, but whatever. Um, if you don't have the one-year pass, they will still be free to you February 19th. So hop in, play some more Division. If you need more than that, than that, more than that, than that? Anyway, uh, on March 3rd, for $30, you can buy the Warlords of New York expansion, which... Uh, it's set in Manhattan. It's set across four zones, um, which is actually a pretty big expansion. That's like 25% of the original game. The original game had 11 zones, so it's big. You can play all the way from Wall Street to Chinatown, and you're hunting uh, Aaron Kinnear, who is the the bad guy from the first game. So, uh, And then after that, uh, March 10th, they're going to totally overhaul the Division 2 into a seasonal game. So going forward, it's going to be season-based. Um, they're reworking how all the in-game content works. It'll be, there'll be like a new narrative every three months. There's new tasks, um, big global events, audio logs, hunts for new enemies, all that kind of stuff. So I think they're just hoping that this is going to be the bunch of stuff that kind of reinvigorates the Division 2. But, you know, I guess my question really is more... Is the Division 2 broken, or are people just not as excited about, like, the software-as-a-service games as they thought they would be? Um, or are they not as willing to forgive bad launches as they were, like, two or three years ago? I, I just don't... I don't understand why people are so upset, because I thought it was a good game. I really liked it. Thoughts? Um, gamers? I yeah, I was afraid that the answer might just be gamers. I don't know. To me, like, it was a perfectly fine game, but I mean, I guess you could go in and do the raids and do those a bunch, but like, I don't know. The Division, to me, never felt like Destiny. No. Where, you know, it was something that I could play over and over. Like, once we kind of beat a bunch of the stuff, I'm like, okay, that was a game and it's done. Yeah, and that was um, kind of what I thought. It was like, Colby and I played, I mean, we played it over probably a month, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, beat the the main story, Got into the end game and we're like, oh, we're just playing the same thing over. Hmm. No, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I guess we're we're good now. And just stopped. And that to me was a perfectly cool way to spend. I mean, I bought it day one, so I paid sixty dollars yep. for that game, and I was very happy that I paid sixty dollars for it. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Like a lot of the the Ubisoft one, that was Ubisoft, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, that like Wildlands and stuff felt more to me like just game games yeah. than game service service games. I mean, I know they are, but like, I don't know. Maybe it was just that the end game wasn't great or wasn't there. Or I don't know. I just felt like I got to a point where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I beat the game. I, I guess I and just kind of wonder if, with it. if the qu- the problem is, is that video games feel the need to push themselves out or need to do this in order to monetize the cost of a big game. And they can't just release a game with a co-op main mission. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the money just isn't there to release a game with a co-op main mission and not do a season pass bundle expansion shenanigans end game with loot boxes and, stuff i don't know i don't I, I literally do not know i wish i did um like i said moral of the story is get the division two it's fun um i would definitely like to check out the the two new coney island missions too i don't know if i'm in 30 dollars for the expansion but 
but definitely wouldn't mind hopping back in and playing those those two Coney Island missions. So, uh, next up, Anthem. Uh, apparently, it's still a thing. I guess hmm. uh, <laughs> it uh, it had moved on to kind of a seasonal based content system. Um, and people were a little freaked out because apparently their Christmas season where there was Christmas decorations and a very Christmas theme, um, just never ended. Um, <laughs> they're like, Hey guys, it's the middle of January. What's going on? They're like, no, no, no. We just extended Christmas through like February. It's fine. Don't worry. I mean, I'm just going to point out my Christmas tree is still up. So is it really? Yeah. I took mine down yesterday. I feel like a kinship. Yeah, I I will at some. I point. mean, mine is technically still up. It's in the living room. It's just not decorated anymore. So I just oh, like, mine's still got lights, still got ornaments. Yeah, I uh, I put mine up like I don't know, probably Thanksgiving weekend, and didn't decorate it for like three weeks. So we left it up until now, and then de-decorated it yesterday. I'm going on vacation. It seemed like by the time I get home in nearly March, you probably shouldn't have a Christmas tree. But you know, ask me in March if I've just gotten not lazy I, it's perfect i just think you love the holiday season anyway not really no. um <laughs> colby lazy. colby and the division or uh, i'm sorry anthem have something in common and that's both him and the developers are too lazy to take down christmas but uh, actually the actual reason is that anthem is dropping seasonal content they're like hey, it's just not working. We need to actually fix this game. So Casey Hudson, who is, uh, I think, like the the project lead on, uh, on Anthem, has said, over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. We've also heard your feedback that Anthem needs a, nor- a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and a more fulfilling endgame. So we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. So, again, gamers? Because... I mean, what I played of Anthem, I really enjoyed. I mean, I think the only reason that we stopped playing Anthem was because we started the Division. The division. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't a bad game. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, they, again, Casey Hudson says, over the coming months, we'll be focusing on a long-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to re- reinvent the Quorum game. Blah, 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 blah specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and a progression with meaningful rewards while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. So they're going to kind of shut it down. Um, I mean, the game will still be running, obviously, but uh, they're going to stop doing seasonal content and and, uh, devote those developers to making a better game, which arguably I don't know if it needs or not, but whatever. Um... I hope they leave up all the Christmas decorations. Forever. I just hope it becomes a Christmas-themed sci-fi game. Um, One thing I did not notice until I uh, read this story yesterday is that Anthem is now in EA Access. So I guess I waited the exact right amount of time to not purchase Anthem. And I can get it for free now because it's in EA Access. So you own it, right, Cole? Maybe at some point we should just finish the single-player game or the main campaign. I, I thought it was good. So Cool. Uh, Stardew Valley. So the dude Yay. who makes Stardew, um, is like I said, his name's Concerned Ape. I think he has a real name. I I assume so, it may, might just be Concerned Ape. He had hippie parents. He had hippie it's parents. Pilot Inspector. His name apparently is Eric Barone, or maybe Barone. I don't know. Or Baron E. Uh, seems unlikely. Yeah, it's, it's Eric Concerned Ape. Um. 
did Stardew Valley all by himself. So the PC version of Stardew Valley was literally one guy making all the pixels, making all the music, making all the gameplay, writing all the story. It took him like five or six years. Um, and it, I think it only worked because he had a really nice girlfriend who was willing to work for five or six years and support this crazy dude who coded like 14 hours a day making this game. Um, if you haven't read Blood, Sweat, and T- Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, Pixels, yeah, uh, by Jason Schreier, it uh, has an entire chapter about the Stardew Valley, how it was made. It's really interesting. Um, but so he partnered with another company to do the the sing- the multiplayer components of the game. Um, I think like the Switch port was done by another company in concert with him. But then he actually said, "I'm I'm done working with all these other people. I'm pulling it." the entire development of Stardew Valley back to just me working on it. So he's doing it all now again. Um, but he's also got two new projects. Um, but they're not games that you're necessarily going to be able to play this year, but his release, his release window is sometime between now and 2030. So, you know, considering that Stardew Valley sold, um, 10 million copies as of uh, last week or the week before at 10, 20 bucks a pop, and he was the only person that had to get paid. He's probably doing okay. Like, doesn't really have to worry about, you know, anything. Why would you still? I have no idea. And it sounds like he's working really hard. Like, literally in this interview, he's like, yeah, like, I'm putting pretty much every waking hour into making, you know, Stardew Valley better and working on these two games. I'm like, dude. If you have $10 million and you still work, I don't trust you. If you have $2 million and you still work, I'm not sure I trust you. But I guess that's whatever. I mean, I guess the thing is, is like if I had $2 million, maybe I would sit around making video games all day. Like it's yeah, what it I sounds like a good do. life. So I don't know if I'd work that hard, though. Uh, anyway, he is actually, he says, I'm actually working on a couple new projects. One takes place in the world of Stardew Valley, but it is not a farming game, which makes me really, really wonder what that is. <gasps> The other, I'm not 100% sure about the world yet, but it will tie into Stardew Valley somehow. Anyway, he's targeting um, a release this decade. So now, between now and 2030, assuming, I don't know, the world doesn't end, which mm, I'm putting that at about 50-50 right now. For the moon? Yeah. It'll float amongst the stars or something? Yeah, I mean, by 2030, we might be living on the moon because we've screwed up Earth bad enough that we have to. It's going to be cold and it's going to be dark, but... But we'll have video games. we'll have the new Stardew Valley game. So, anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Dude's from here. I should hunt him down and spy on him. Would that be weird? I'm glad that you put the spy on him because (laughs) it was beginning to sound like the most dangerous game. game. I'm just going to release him into, like, a park. He just wakes up and he's in Olympia, like, park. Like, there's trees everywhere. He's like, what's happening? And you're like... You have 45 minutes. Go. I'm pretty sure if you were going to hunt someone in the state of Washington, you would do it in, um, oh, shoot. What's the big city out uh, east, Dylan? Tacoma? Spokane. 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 Like, Spokane Spokane. seems like a place you could hunt someone and they wouldn't even notice. Right? Yeah, probably. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Um... I won't say anything. I know, right? There's so I, many. I have a lot of thoughts on this subject. I and... absolutely do, too, and none of them are right for this podcast. When Colby and I start a political podcast, that's where we'll talk about hunting. You can hear me yell about Matt Shade for four hours. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sony 
I, you know, my, I titled this Sony may have actually convinced me to buy a PS5, but really what I hope Sony does is just licenses this technology to Xbox. I'll be completely honest. And I'm a little turned off by, anyway, I'll tell you what it is. So Sony filed a patent for something they're calling in-game resource surfacing, um, which is a terrible name. But what uh, it means is a player gets stuck in a video game, right? Um, which is me every time I play a video game. And I might need some help to overcome being stuck in that video game. And that video game has been played by a bajillion other people who are smarter and better at gaming than I am. And so in theory, an intelligent AI would be able to look through all of the hundreds and thousands of different people who have beaten this game before me and said, oh my God, Cliff, why are you stuck here? It's right over there. And then that AI would look at where I am, look at where everyone's done and said, hey, just go over there, go fight that boss. Or, hey, this boss that's killed you 12 times in a row, the people that have been most successful fighting this boss have used a combination of that fancy axe and a bunch of health potions. Have you tried using the fancy axe and the health potions? Um, or as they describe it in the picture that accompanies the patent, hey, you could use this resource in order to beat this thing go buy it now on the sony store that's the one i like the least <laughs> i love the idea of it saying hey the quest you're looking for is over here and to the left follow this path to it i love the idea of hey maybe this combination of things would make this boss easier to beat i'm not super thrilled about hey have you tried this dlc <laughs> well i mean like the thing with this is i can see like hey Maybe we'll just skip you past this part. Yeah, absolutely. But like, hey, go get like this resource. Like I have a thing that does that for me now. It's called Google. Oh, absolutely. I would just, I, I, what I see in this is, because that's exactly what I do now. I go look up a walkthrough. Yeah. I go look up something. But it would be really cool if the game was smart enough, if the AI was smart enough that it's like, hey, dude, you've died doing this three times. You've been wandering around aimlessly for four hours looking for nothing. Like, do you need some help? And make that... The, the worst part about looking up a walkthrough is there have been many times where I've looked up a walkthrough and then spoiled the game for myself or spoiled the yeah. surprise for myself. It would be very nice if it could just give me a little hint. Hey, go over this way. Hey, maybe what you're looking for is over here and have it be intelligent enough to figure that out. And I, I guess at least then you don't have to hear like, hey, guys, welcome to my channel. Like and subscribe. Oh, that like button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it just seems, I mean, I've had the my time at Porsche wiki up permanently on my phone for like yeah. a month now. It would be nice if it could just help me out a little bit, you know? Um, I just want I just want more things to use like what Fallout did and Red Dead, where you could just have a tablet open. And, right? Yeah. No, I think the like the that. like companion apps are, and I mean that's the thing. Something like this could work great on a companion app too, and just kind of give you just a little bit of help, just a little bit of pointer, a little bit of something, something to to point you in the right direction. So, I like the idea of it. We'll see. I mean, it's just a patent, so it may never happen. But yeah. like I said, there's there's the there's the, hey, this could be really cool world, and there's the, hey, Sony's just trying to get me to buy, like, every hint we give you costs a dollar now. Load up your PS5 <laughs> bucks, and every hint from our AI only costs you a quarter. So, 
I don't think a corporation would do that. Absolutely. Colby. Corporations love us. Love us. All right. Uh, Destiny 2. Uh, they might have lost all your stuff. Sorry. <laughs> um, so for the second time in, uh, I believe, the last week, Sony has just pulled their entire ever. I'm not Sony. Destiny. Destiny has pulled the entire game offline. It's just like, hey, emergency hotfix. We'll be back. And when it came back on, they had just reset everyone's progress to like an hour and a half before because something's very, very wrong. Um, There's just been some sort of bug that causes people to have a lot of problems. And uh, in order to fix it, they're just like, nope, go into the backup. (laughs) So uh, Tuesday morning, Bungie launched the Crimson Days Valentine's Day event. Like, I get like Christmas events like Christmas is a a even if you don't celebrate Christmas Christmas I can guess I can get behind like hey it's solstice you can have some sort of solstice day party but I I don't think there's a Valentine's Day whatever it's fine Destiny has little cupids um <laughs> about 90 minutes after it went live um the game just stopped and everyone got kicked off <laughs> and they're like hey sorry and they confirmed that it was a problem with a recent hotfix, and they just reset it back an hour and a half. And when it came back online, anything you'd done in that hour and a half was like it had never happened before. So, Oops, cool. <laughs> and I bet you that people, as as I understand Destiny players, they are incredibly forgiving. They... Um, they probably just said like, hey guys, thanks for making sure that that I didn't want anything worse. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Sure. Internet was fine. Anyway, that's up for news. Dylan? Hey, yo, V. You got a good question? No, he's got good questions, Dylan. There's two of them. There's two? Two separate questions. First question from Mr. Vinny, the Vinster. It was Vinny's birthday this week. Happy birthday! I don't remember how old he is. You have to sing. Um, old. We could. Do you want to sing? No. no. Does Dad call you on your birthday and sing Happy Birthday to I you? I don't sing. I think Dad forgot my birthday this <laughs> year. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. Every almost every year he calls and sings, and if there was a button that I could push to just blink him out of existence for the next 20 minutes, I would push that button every single year. Every single year. Yeah. I digress. Vinny. I don't know. Vinny's 22, 23? Thereabouts? I don't remember. 22? 22? I think he turned 21. He could drink last year, and now he can drink more? Seems right. I think that's how how it works. works. Man, I drink... (laughs) You can drink twice as much every year. I just turned 42, so I can drink... You can buy a 21-year-old, I guess. I I had, like, a beer, like, two months ago, and I think one beer I, like, woke up with a headache, so... Maybe not. Actually, no, it was at the Christmas party, so I guess it was two weeks ago. Two months ago, two weeks ago. Time is an illusion. Anyway, Villain eats that beer. Yeah. It's, right? Vinny wants to know, what are your thoughts on review scales? IGN recently changed their 100-point scale to a 10-point scale. Is this a good, bad, and different thing for you? And what do you personally wish for the standard for reviews? Um, so, so can I just point out that if it's a 10-point or a 100-point, it's the same damn thing? Well, only if you allow... Like, I mean, yes, a a 10.4 is 
or that doesn't work. That is actually not right <laughs> at all. That's a, 104 a six point five is a sixty five percent. But if they don't allow fractionals, I guess it's right. not. Um, I I think a hundred point scale is excessive. I think <laughs> I personally think a hundred point scale is perfect. Um. I, I think when you like I like for some reason I think a six point two seems really dumb, but a sixty two makes perfect sense to me. Um but I, I absolutely do believe that a five point scale is not big enough. So um I'm not a big fan of like I think the two point scale is pretty good. Yeah. Up or down. I mean I don't know. I think I guess it depends on what the question is. Like, I, I'm a big fan of, um, like, when we used to do reviews for on our blog, I used to rate them on a scale of um, buy it, buy it on sale, or don't buy it. And, like, that made sense to me. Like, it's a game I'll buy at full price. It's a game I'll pay 30 bucks for on a Steam sale. Or, like, ugh. Um, I, I think what I actually dislike the most, though, is when I look at a... When I look at a game review and it's got a 65 and then I read the review and like it's got very high praise for the game. And I'm like, well, is that a 65 or is that an 80? I'm I'm confused. Or I, I think the reality is I think that it doesn't matter at all because any game is a subjective opinion on of one person. And I'd rather read an article about it without a point scale at all. So... Here's the thing. I have not paid attention to any reviews for years now. You don't look at them at all? No, really? I don't care. Hmm. Um, if a game looks fun, I'll just buy it. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I probably have the same like batting ratio if I actually read right. reviews. I think you're way better um, off doing that. I don't like. I just. I don't care. Yeah. It's. It's either. It's either one person's opinion or many people's opinion who aren't me. Like, uh, so I don't care what they think about a game. Yeah. I just, I just don't. I, and so I read reviews just because, I mean, I read reviews. Well, I read reviews mostly for the podcast. So I have like some general idea of, of how a game is doing. Um, or I look up Metacritic just to have a, a general idea of, if a game was well received or not, um, I rarely actually dive super far into a review. Um, but for like my own personal use as to whether I'm going to purchase a game or not, usually I rely more on things like I listen to podcasts that I know the people that play those games have a similar taste in game to me. And so if they like a game, I will probably like a game as well. Um, or if they say, oh, hey, I like this game because it feels kind of soulsy, I can go like, oh, I will not Ooh, like this game regardless of whether you do or not. Um, I, I find that like the, the folks on Waypoint um, are very good at describing to me personally um, how a game will work. Um, Marty Sleva, who used to work at IGN, I had a really similar game tastes to, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, although he's writing for, um, oh shoot. Who's the gaming outlet that Yahtzee writes for? Uh, yeah, he writes for Escapist. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Escapist. Oh yeah. He does a little work on Escapist now, so maybe he's back. But, uh, if, if review scores disappeared from the world, it would probably be just fine. Honestly. Yeah. 
I just I I don't know. I just stopped paying attention, and like I said, it's not like I've all of a sudden started playing a bunch of bad games. Yeah. I right. still play kind of the games that I like, and occasionally you run across one, and you're like, oh, I didn't enjoy that. But... And I mean, I think that that at least you and I too, we spend a lot of time on Twitter, and a lot of the yeah. people I follow on Twitter play games, and so no, I don't. No, I do. <laughs> Um, and so I get a lot of feedback on, uh, games that way too. So, you know, I, I think games journalism is really important, but what the scores are, I'd rather read a really good, well thought out review that doesn't have a score than a crappy review with a score. So remember when we had Nintendo power, a magazine that was owned by Nintendo, that would tell you which Nintendo games were good. Do you remember when we had the official Xbox magazine? Uh-huh. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Vinny's follow-up question is he says, what are your tips for attending cons of any sort? He's going to PAX East in a couple of weeks, and I'm trying to plan ahead for it. Uh, oh, don't? <laughs> that's my, that's, that's my that's thing. Mine. Like, I don't like crowds unless it is a RSL yeah. game. Just don't go anywhere where there's Maybe crowds. A concert. Um, Depends on who it Jason is. Jason Isbell's coming here in a couple of months. Coming here yeah. too, and I missed him last year, but I mean, yeah, seen him. I've never times. seen him before. I'm excited. Um, Rage Against the Machines coming too. Hmm. That one's gonna be hard to miss. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited yeah. about that. Anyway, uh, I'm like a 40 year old Michael. <laughs> Uh, my tips for cons, like, and I think Vinny's only going for one day, so hydrate. Yeah, I, or maybe don't hydrate. I don't know. There's bathrooms. It's really kind of confusing. Do I hydrate and not die of some sort of lack of hydration, or do I hydrate and have to use the you know bathrooms that have like I don't know some sort of pee humidity? <laughs> I don't. The, uh, luckily, the bathrooms at PAX West, at least, are are very nice. Um, so that's, no pee humidity. that's not an issue as much as I guess it is in Salt Lake. Um, I like. I personally like to go for more than one day. I like to um, spend my first day. Like when I go to PAX West, I usually spend my entire first day just like getting kind of a like I play games, but I I try and get kind of a general overview of what I want to play and what where things are and how things are set up. Um, I spend the next day um, actually trying to go a little more in depth and play those things. And then the third day, I usually try and just find things that I haven't seen and try and kind of mop those up. Um, but I think overall, like wear comfortable shoes, like absolutely wear the most comfortable shoes you possibly own. If you don't own comfortable shoes, buy some, um, (laughs) you know, hydrating, I think is super important. Um, eating food or taking food with you. So you're not like going like, Oh man, I don't want to buy another $14 pretzel. Like they, at least here, they'll let you take in snacks to packs. So like take a bunch of food with you, take some, like, and I we mean a bunch, a just bunch, like funny. like a. Cooler, I want you to look like sit on the. Cooler. I want you to look like the dude from um, Death Stranding when when you walk in the door. Cosplay as the guy from Death Stranding and just fill all of those <laughs> things up with snacks. Just put a fridge. Cosplay on as a vending. Machine. Absolutely, uh, but no, take a lot of food with you so you're not hungry because I think a lot of the times when I've gone to to cons and felt crappy was because either I didn't eat or drink enough, um, and so. Plan ahead for that. Um, wear deodorant. Wear deodorant. I mean, I'm not. I'm not telling this to me, yeah. but just like I'm just anyone who can hear me. Shower. Wear deodorant. Showering's great. Shower. Love showering. Big fan of showering. 
Sometimes do it three times Absolutely. a day. Absolutely. Just, um, just shower. I, I suggest wearing shorts because it's probably going to be 100,000 degrees inside that con. Get get some of that, uh, what's like the, the powder stuff and just, you know, use it Apply in places. Apply so yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be hot. Anything you can combat with being hot is a, is a good thing. Um, I think also, like, take time to rest. Um, it was the mistake I made, like, probably the first quite a few years at PAX where I was just like, oh my God, PAX only lasts for, for three days. I need to pack every single thing I can do into PAX in these three days. And I just wear myself out. Um, and, and so now I like, when I eat lunch, I sit down for a half hour and eat my food and then just like sit there and dink around on my phone for 20 minutes because it's good to sit down sometimes, <laughs> take breaks throughout the day. Um, and also I, I find that getting there early is better than not like you might wait on a bigger line to get in like the first couple of years i went they're like hey show up you know an hour after you get there and you won't have to wait in line i'm like yeah but there's a ton of people there if you can get there like the first hour that the convention is open first hour and a half there's generally less people and so you'll be able to see more stuff and i think that the last hour there's usually less people too so so maximize the time you're there um to see the things you can. And also like, especially PAX specifically, check out the indie mega booth because, um, they, they do, there's a couple different indie parts of it. Um, and I can only speak for PAX West usually, but there's like, there's a group of games that are nominated by PAX as like the best games of PAX. Those are always really cool. And usually you don't have to wait in line for more than five minutes. Um, there's the indie mega booth, which has a lot of cool stuff that you usually don't have to wait in line for more than five or 10 minutes. Um, there's, Another like nominated ten games that that are often really good and and like my overall advice too is like don't wait in line longer than like twenty minutes because any game you're gonna wait longer in line for twenty minutes is gonna be probably a triple A or a double A game that who cares if you can try it there like don't wait in line for three hours to play a playstation game like that's just a waste of your time either you're gonna like it or you're not like we I remember last year we went right before Borderlands three came out and there's like a hundred thousand people in line waiting to play Borderlands three. I'm like, this game comes out in a week. People like, if you don't know by now, whether you want to play Borderlands three or not, a game that has already had two other, three other games in the sequel in the series, like maybe you don't like games. So anything else? I mean, that'd be, that being said, if they'd let me play it for about three hours, I would have went like, I don't think this is very Yeah, good. but you wouldn't have. You would have gotten to play it for 20 <laughs> minutes. And, you know, I mean, like... So, I've come up with an idea. Yeah. Counter, don't shower for the next week. Hmm. Don't put on deodorant. See if you can get to a line and just have people just move out of your way because you smell so That bad. is not your worst advice, to be honest. Not at all. <laughs> Oh, we really got to get out of this line. Yeah. Uh, take a, get, get like, I think Vinny has a, Vinny has a, an Android, unfortunately. Um, if you have, if you have an Apple phone, get Apple Arcade, take some games with you. Like, I think a Switch is actually. Bring your Switch. I think yeah. a Switch is actually a little bulky for waiting in line. Like, it's, it's hard to maneuver. Go buy a 3DS and bring it. Take your Quest VR. Put it on. Yeah. <laughs> It's got like the sensor and be somewhere so else. You can see other people in line. You'll be fine. Just don't play like Beat Saber. That's dangerous. All right. Next up, question from Josh. Uh, often, entertainment attempts to deliver a message to its consumers. Games are no exception. 
What games stand out as delivering a powerful message, good or bad, to the consumer? What was that message, and how did it resonate with you? Colby looks very blank. I think I broke it. Sorry, I was reading, because I couldn't remember if this was the question that I had an answer to, or if there was another one, because now that I hear it out loud, I'm like, oh, I did not read that one right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I totally had an answer for a different question. Yep, it was this one. I had a a very different answer, but... uh, um, I would say, oh, you just talked about it today in Discord. <laughs> Tim Sweeney. Was it that one? No, because that was, we talked about Spec that. Spec Ops? No, no, Spec Ops. Oh, yeah, Spec Ops. Yeah, it absolutely had, it. had a a very, a very, very big anti-war message to it. Um, I think, personally, that other forms of entertainment do a far better job at having a message um yeah games are i think right now maturing just to the point where well i I don't even know if they're there yet like you you rarely hear about uh well maybe you do hear like big mainstream movies where they're like oh i don't want to hear about your politics i just want to watch the latest avengers movie um, I, I have you. Yeah, you might be right. The discourse about mm. maybe <laughs> movies. Did you, you, did you not see Captain Marvel? Cliff? Maybe, maybe the difference is is there exists a more established indie community in yeah. movies and television uh, where you can have a big enough budget and a big enough reach to put out a message movie. And there are things like documentaries that, that exist specifically to put out a a message. Whereas most message games tend to be indie and tend to not have as big of a reach. Um, Not to say that they still don't, um, not to say that they still don't get crap for it because I think they do. Um, But I, I don't know if they're, I don't. I wonder if the industry is almost too young to really be figuring that out. Um, and I think there's a huge. I think it's also hard in like. I mean, a lot of these things you're trying to tell like a story that maybe sixty yeah, hours, absolutely. And so, or even at fifteen hours, that it's it, it's difficult to do something. And while giving players agency. Yep. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Probably the one, I think the game that I played that had the most interesting, like, hey, it was trying to say something, and it wasn't something that was inherently political. Um, Well, I mean, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is absolutely saying something political, like absolutely saying something political. Um, But I can't really say too much about that without giving away too much of the story, but... Um, it is a movie, it is a, sorry, it's a, a video game that is about solving a crime as a policeman, but uh, the understory of that is you live in a city that was ravaged by, um, like, a revolutionary war to some degree. Um, the communists tried to, or a communist-like faction tried to... Uh, change the government of the place you live in and a coalition of capitalist um, other countries came and just bombed the living crap out of it. So like if you live in South America, you might understand how that worked. Um, If you live in a lot of places, you might understand how that worked. And the interesting thing though, is I don't think that the game was actually really written as a metaphor for the United States. Um, it's, uh, but it's very interesting. It was very interesting to, 
um, be able to play a game where you could actually end up being very pro-communism, pro-socialism in the game as your character. And in fact, you actually got kind of like you didn't have to be. You could also be like a hard nosed, like I'm for the state. I'm a cop. I you know believe in law and order, so on and so forth. Um, the game let you have the agency to do so. And the only time it really called you out is if you tried to walk a very centrist middle line. Um but either either of the the extremes was fine. You just had to the game wanted you to pick, so that was an interesting game to pick. And I uh, I also thought that Tacoma had very interesting yeah. things to say about like. And again, you can't say really what because like that is a the last five minutes of the game was like oh crap that's what this game's about. But the, the game's about um, AI and how. Um, how AI could evolve in the future and at what point in time does AI stop being your, you know, virtual assistant that Amazon sold you and start being a sentient creature? It, it's the age old Star Wars question of are the droids slaves? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That question, you know, like how, how, how fair is it to have a, a robot that is willing to follow you anywhere, get in danger with you, do everything you ask. And that at any point in time you can unplug, um, you know, and what is the morality of that? Um, if you haven't played Tacoma, it's on game pass. It's like three hours long. And I really, really, really recommend it. Um, any other thoughts? I thought outer wilds had a very good, absolutely. Interesting kind of absolutely. Thing. Outer wilds is just such a good game. Such a good game. Yeah. Um, Kevin wants to know how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And the answer, according to wildlife expert Richard Thomas, uh, found that a woodchuck could and does chuck about 35 cubic feet of dirt in the course of digging a burrow. He reasoned that if a woodchuck could chuck wood, he would chuck about the same amount of wood as he does dirt, which is roughly 700 pounds. So a woodchuck could chuck 700 pounds of wood. If it could and would. Next of, week it'll be check. how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Mr. Polite says, with Parasite winning Best Picture, it made me think, is there a game or movie that has overwhelmed or underwhelmed you lately? And Dylan wanted to answer this question. I did? Yeah. I assumed that you were overwhelmed uh, about how good uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 was. I think this might have been the answer to that I honestly can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, this is in fact that that game though it has overwhelmed me, and I, I think mostly because I, part of me thought, man, I'm not gonna like this sort of turn-based RPG anymore. Sure. It's just I thought that was a time that might have passed because I've tried to play a game like this and it just didn't it just didn't work um or like jrpgs it's like they just don't work for me anymore so i was just wondering if i had just passed passed on from that life but it's not the case when you put out just a fantastic game um it it does it for me which is how i felt about parasite honestly you liked it right Um, Oh, it's so good. Like, I watched it and I was like, this is going to sweep the award show. Like, it's just, 
it's it was such a good movie that just kind of like transcended things um it's like one of those once in a generational kind of movies i think that will have a very lasting um appeal to it i guess that's interesting because a bunch of beardy white guys on the internet seem to think you're wrong dylan yeah it's okay um i've not seen it i kind of like i wish i'd known that it was subtitled um because i probably would have been more likely to see it in the movie theater because when i watch movies at home (laughs) i am really bad at paying attention to things like subtitles so Um, i've also i I think i'm also of the opinion that you don't need to read it oh really you would you would understand it completely without reading it really it's not it's not like a dialogue driven movie you know exactly what's going on when you're watching it interesting um and that that's it's one of the many things i think why it's so effective um and it's it's it doesn't to me it doesn't fit much into a genre either it's not a horror movie it's sort of has some like thrilleriness to it but it's kind of just a this personal story of a family yeah and things happen and those are the kind of movies i like i mean it felt like a martin scorsese movie in korea um and it just worked for me was korea's leonardo dicaprio in it I think so. It's that one guy from those other movies. Love him. Uh, yep. Cole, has, uh, has any game overwhelmed or under- underwhelmed you lately? I mean, I'm going to go with my go-to answer, but um, Red Dead Redemption Overwhelmed too. the crap out of me. Yeah, I agree. It was, it, like, I knew that it was going to be good and that I was going to enjoy it. I like the first one. Rockstar has a very solid, you know, past yeah. I knew that it was going to be good. I did not know how much I was going to like that. I game. think the thing about uh, that game that surprised me was five hours into that game, I was like, man, I don't even know if I like this game or not. And then like eight hours into that game, I'm like, I cannot wait to put 70 hours into this game. <laughs> like, I, I put 70 hours into hunting <laughs> in that game. Uh, you laugh. I, I literally, I think I put 65 hours. It's the into only that game. game or one of the very few games I've ever hundred percented. And I don't like hundred percent of games. Like I didn't want to fish in that game at all, but I'm like, well, did you, 100% I think so. Cause I don't think I did. I, well, maybe I didn't hundred percent it. I, I completed all the quests in that game. Yeah. So I like, yeah. I, I'm sure there are like, I'm sure there are things I could have done in that game that I didn't like. I didn't get all the achievements. Um, oh, okay. That's generally. Oh, no, I, I never do that to me. hundred percent of a game is just doing a hundred percent of the things that you can do in that game that it wants you to do. So, um, did you get all of the outfits? Oh, uh, no. Hunting for all no. the outfits. Okay. I played a lot of it and I enjoyed every second of it. Um, a game that underwhelmed. I'm, I'm looking up how many achievements you got in that oh, game. Fine. Calling you out on your like four. I played a lot of it and I liked it. <laughs> Isn't that enough? Um, no, <laughs> no. According to the internet, it's not. It's absolutely not. A uh, game that underwhelmed me is uh, Borderlands Three. I I really yeah, wanted uh, that game to be better. Oh, also Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds underwhelmed me too. I agree. I, I yeah. beat that game and it was fine, but like that game's what fifteen hours long, and the back yeah, probably. like seven or five of it were just not great. Um, if that game had been 25 hours long, I would not have beaten it. I'll be 
I see, and I put I put thirty hours. I don't know that. what I put into it, but it was more than I wanted to. I'll be honest; that game could yeah. have been so much better. All right, uh, so I'm I'm kind of glad I noticed this because I have a habit of not noticing these kind of things. Um, Turn down for what and McWhopper? How many hours did I? What did I do, Call? You only got three hundred and thirty of one thousand gamer points <sighs> in Red Dead Redemption Two, Cliff. <laughs> You only got 19 of the the 51 trophies you could have got. You only put 109 hours into only that game. Only 109 hours. You only you only got 83% of the quest. Oh. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to install 120 gigs of it again in order to play it. Uh, anyway, turn on for what McWhopper, who has, I believe, Eddie this week, um, asked a very similar question. So I guess I'll let you answer either or both. Uh, turn down for what says, if you could, what video game would you make into real life? And uh, Eddie wants to know what 80s action film would you like turned into a game? And what kind of game would it be? So you can answer those separately or or together. I'm, I'm willing to go either way. Video games in real life seem like they might be horrific. I think that's exactly what we need right now. So people need to fear for their lives. It'd make everyone happier. So I've got I've got an answer to turn down for what's question, right? I'm gonna be an NPC. <laughs> like I'm gonna die. I'm not like important enough to be a main character. I'm gonna be the dude that just gets run over in GTA. I, I want to play a like a role playing game in real life because there, there are. It doesn't matter what kind either. Just any sort of non RPG action RPG type games, right? Because first of all, I can go out into the woods and just kill critters, and they'll pay me with gold and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I could sure use a new shirt. I'm just gonna go kill squirrels. I'll make a hundred bucks, and one of them's got to have a shirt on it, right? Um, you wouldn't do that. Well, we I mean. Like, if you had to go out and club a deer to death to get a shirt. What if every time I did it, they're like, here's 20 gold and a new shirt and shoes. Hey, hey, hey Cliff, you go out and kill a deer, I'll pay you 50 bucks. No, you won't. Have fun. Yeah, no, I'll pay you 50 bucks. Uh, like, I'm going to need a sword, too. Do you have a sword? I can't kill something else to get a sword first. I'll give you a bow okay. and arrow. I want you to go kill a deer. Can I just leave it there when then... I'm done? Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, it, no, no, I want it to disappear the... and there to be money left behind. Eventually it will disappear. <laughs> will there be money left behind? Yeah, You're just going to put the 50, 50 underneath the deer when it decomposes. I'll go find it. Anyway, um, but that, like, when I do things, I get better at them. <laughs> like... I've been doing what I do professionally. Because that doesn't happen it in absolutely real life. doesn't. Or more appropriately, like, I've, I've done what I do professionally. I've been a web developer for 20 years, right? There's no, like, I can't go and say, like, hey, guys, look, I'm a level 24 web developer. And they're like, wow, that is pretty good. And... <laughs> You must have grind a lot. I've ground, like, do you know how much web developer I've ground <laughs> over the last... 20 years like an obscene amount like i've 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 done it did you find like a good place to get all the xp or was it just you should have really, really looked at a FAQ? you know there were some some years where i did really good and there were some years where i just like like wandered around and couldn't find the quest i was looking for it's a couple times they're just like hey you're really not good enough about this go back to town and try again um <laughs> And then I'd have to like you. You came back to that RPG after a month, and we're like, "What was I doing?" <laughs> hey, as Dylan, every time I try and program something anymore, I'm like, 
and it's been like three months. I don't, how does this work anymore? So like, I, I just want, I want a better progression system. I want there to be like a little more fanfare when I level up. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. Right. That's your birthday. Cliff. <laughs> like every year when I want it to like, I level up and then my LinkedIn score to go up or something <laughs> like that's that's what I would think it would be good. Um, an 80s action film that I'd like turned into a game. Um, I thought like if you could make Predator into like a four player co-op game, that might be pretty cool. Might be all right. Like, uh, yeah, I want to, but specifically co-op like, you know, and you'd have to have probably more than one Predator. So I, I don't know exactly how that would work. But. I mean, I'm going to point this out. Do you remember when I we played that do. game? I um, do. I actually do. And we just got wrecked over and over by a I predator. I talked to Eddie about that actually specifically the other day and he said that uh, he did beat the predator but it, you had to have four people. So maybe that was our mistake. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I, that that you know, I thought it'd be kind of a, a cool idea though. So we'll see. I couldn't think of like a like a, a PV like the I don't know. Yeah, what, like what the that? 5v1. Yeah, yeah, 5v1 kind of game. Yeah. Could be per- one person plays the predator. Pretty cool. Cool. Have uh, what kind of video game would you like in real life or what kind of 80s film would you like turned into a game or both? Um, I want, uh, I was going to say Samurai Cop turned into a game because it's got everything, but then I realized Samurai Cop was 1991. So I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Miami Connection because it can be an action game. You can hook up a guitar to it and play it as a rhythm game. Um, and there's all sorts of Kung Fu fighting and there is literally no one who will probably get this reference because no one has seen Miami I... Connection, despite the fact that everyone should say, see Miami Connection. It is about a group of, um, uh, what is it? It's not jujitsu. Wait, this is the, uh, this is the movie you tried to get um, me to watch for OMG watch. Yes. This. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a group of um, uh, a band that are all orphans that know Taekwondo, and they fight the drug trade. As you do. Okay, I, we'll, we'll, here's what we'll do, Call. When I get back from vacation, we'll watch this movie, and we'll make a podcast on, a, on our movie podcast. I have a shirt. <laughs> it is a dragon sound shirt. Which is the band in Miami Connection? This is this is perfect. I think this is exactly what Jennifer was looking for. So, anyway, do you have a a regular video game you'd like to make into real life, or are you just going to be an NPC and get run over by a car? Yeah. Oh me? Oh, I already said that. You you were like that. You were an adventurer. It sounds like an arrow in the knee. Like. Would my back hurt as much in a video game on a day-to-day maybe, basis? Maybe not. Dylan, how about you? Um, I'd pick The Warriors, even though it was 1979, and it did turn into a video game exactly yeah, how I'd that. want it to be, because Rockstar made it, and it was pretty good. I do not know this movie or this video game. Warriors, come out and play. That, that one. How about Gleaming the Cube? That's a That's not really an action movie, but... <laughs> I just want a better skateboarding, skateboarding game. I skateboarding uh, games. What, what was the other movie that the dude from the Warriors did? Keep talking. I'll I'll get back to you. The Breakfast Club. Can we make that into a movie? <laughs> into a video game? That sounds like an all- Streets of Fire. Like that could just be a video game because it's pretty much just like I don't know, Double Dragon. Right, I can find that. Like. It is so many like um, video games of that era pulled from kind of those things that yeah, Streets of Fire is a great movie if you haven't it's, seen it. 
has Rick Moranis. Did, did you hear Rick Moranis is coming back for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? He is. It also has Willem Dafoe. I love Willem Dafoe. Did I mention, I think it also might be kind of a musical? It seems like there's music. I'm in. in I'm in. <laughs> is there any video game you'd like to make into real life, Dylan? Um, I'd probably just like go Stardew Valley. You want to farm? It's move to Montana and just have a farm. I think. Would you raise dental floss? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Quit it with <laughs> Only I may make references no one gets. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, me and you both get the, the Montana dental floss joke. Um, unlike your jokes where only you get it. <laughs> All right, next question. Princess Megan wants to know which video game characters you would pick for your Valentine. Um... Do I, do I go with the serious answer, or do I just go with uh, any of the girls from Dark Stalkers? Yes. <laughs> it's so hard to choose between Batgirl and Catgirl, though. Catgirl? Like, Morgan, I, don't, I don't remember I don't names. remember what the Catgirl's name is. Morgan's the, the Batgirl. What's her name from uh, Borderlands? Mad Moxie. She is nice. Um, I'm going to go with the awesome... Uh, the one from uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 that just like kicked everyone's yeah, ass. Yeah, she was really cool, actually. How about um, Bayonetta? Well, she has hair that kills was She also, so... like, the nice thing about Bayonetta, though, is, like, she never is going to want to go... She, she's never going to make you go clothes shopping with her because her hair is her clothes. She's never going to spend a bunch of money on clothes because her hair is her clothes. And she can go from incredibly dressed... To incredibly not dressed like that in I mean, mere seconds. It's really what I look for. In most a people. No, no, no. Like I don't think you know how fast you can do it, Cole. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna say, but is that just like really understand. a problem? Absolutely, <laughs> it's speed, Cole. It's like I would love women so much more if they could just get naked just faster. A it's not quicker. a good question. Like I'm not saying the question's bad, Megan. It's absolutely not. I'm, but I, I think you might have had purer intent than we've taken it. Or I've taken it. I, Cliff, I mean, like, I've seen you. You just don't seem like someone who could also get equally, like... You don't know. Like, you can't really tell. I mean, you're, you're looking at me, but all the clothes I wear all the time are just... Oh, are just, like, those yep. track pants that rip off? It's uh -huh. absolutely... I do not have hair. Like, you appear to be wearing two I shirts am wearing currently. two shirts currently. But both of them pull away. Just whoosh. That's not true. I mean, I can see one. It's a button-up, so I suppose you could rip it. But the other one better be like the Hulkamania <laughs> it, shirt underneath. It's just a white shirt. It's just, it's just Hanes. All right. Um, thank you, Princess Megan. I like Princess Peach. She's sweet and wholesome. Oh no! I think the answer is supposed to be like, well, one time in an RPG, I made my wife, and so I would do her as my Valentine. I mean, I will say that I play. Almost any game where I can create a character, I do create a. I almost play always as a female character, and it almost always does look at least passingly like my wife. So, yeah. weird. Um, Joe Coleslaw has two questions. With games coming around to season pass, season battle passes, if a single player game and campaign would adopt an episodic or seasonal release, would you buy in? Would you just stick to vanilla release, or would you turn away completely? I I just like my single player oh. games as single player games. Yeah, I don't well, like, mind the idea of an odd go ongoing like episodic single player experience. 
Um, My only problem with those is like, hey, this one didn't sell yeah. enough. Therefore, yeah. well, <laughs> you get up to two, but there'll be no three. Or, hey, we're Telltale. We just shuddered. <laughs> and if there were a ton of game, you know, studios that had to do that, I think you'd run into that problem. Well, a lot and more. I think the problem with episodic games, too, is it's absolutely terrible for the people that work at games that do episodic games like it's the if you if you read news on like developer stuff at all like the ones that do episodic games are always the one where like we haven't slept in six months it's been hell so yeah it's not great for that i uh more just like i'm not the kind of person who wants to play a game and then wait like Kentucky Route Zero is a game I've wanted to play forever and I literally like the fifth and final episode just came out the other day and I've waited for like four years to play it so I'm not (laughs) I'm not someone who's like hey I love episodic games and I'm gonna play each one as it comes out I'm just gonna wait for them all to finish um Uh the only game type that I think really would benefit from like a season pass um, type format is actually sports games. I think like a game like FIFA or a game like Madden would actually really benefit from only releasing a core game once every two or three years and then just yeah. doing like, hey, here's a new roster. Here's a new, you know, uh, you know, you pay 60 bucks for the original game and you pay 30 every year to get new characters, new roster, new, maybe new fun single player kind of thing. But I don't think you need to be paying $60 for FIFA every year or $60 for Madden every year. It just seems stupid to me. So uh, Joe's bonus question. Uh, Dreams came out this week. And by this week, he means uh, Valentine's Day um, or Tuesday Uh, I guess yesterday for early access users, what would be your wild, crazy creation game, sculpture, environment, song, sound, or compilation that you would make? Would you want to try to recreate games or mechanics or do something completely original? What would be the like exclusive bite me podcast game you'd make in dreams? So do you guys, are you familiar with dreams? Passing. Like I know. Yeah. Like, Kind yeah, of, but I have not. I mean, Dreams is essentially a. It's actually really cool. It's a PlayStation exclusive, and it lets you just create worlds in kind of an easy. Like, I've, there's a learning curve to it, obviously, but it's it's essentially a video game engine that lets you import anything you want. You can create things. You can create assets. You can create players. You can create shapes. You can create all sorts of things inside of a game to make other games. Um, this just seems like a backdoor for you. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and that, there's actually kind of some, um, I don't want to say controversy around it, but it is kind of one of those things where, like... How can we get people to do our work yeah, for us? where you, you don't own free. the games that you create. You don't have any ability to profit off the games you make. So it's, you know, yeah, you're creating, you're creating a community, Colby. That's what you're doing. You're creating a community full of wonder and games. <laughs> will I be paid in exposure? You will absolutely be paid in exposure as long as... I just found out my rent is 900 exposures. <laughs> my, so. my rent is also a significant number of exposures, so... Um, you know, so good, bad, whatever, I guess. Um, but you can make all sorts of cool things. Um, I think, um, like if I was going to make anything and I think making music videos would be really fun just because they're 
like finite to a degree. Like I think anything else I would make would be too, too. Um, like I would overscope it too easily. I would create things that were too difficult to make. Where as I've seen a lot of really cool music videos made in Dreams that are really fun, and you know that a music video isn't going to be any longer than like two or three minutes. So. Can- are they using like actual yeah well, a lot of or... people are actually using it are actual musicians that are using dreams to make music videos for their songs which is pretty cool could i could i do the song dreams by heart and make a music video in dreams you could um i would think i would do dreams by van halen instead no. okay yeah you you call doesn't Fleetwood Mac? Also I believe have a Fleetwood song? Mac also does. So what we're gonna try and do is just make it super meta. Like maybe we'll yeah. do um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac with a TV playing Dreams by Van Halen with a TV inside that video playing Dreams by uh, Heart, and it'll Heart. just be like Dreams inside of Dreams inside of Dreams inside of Dreams. Yo, dog. I heard exactly. Like do you have any dreams, Dylan? Um, no, I only have aspirations. Oh, do you have any aspirations for dreams? No. no. What would be what would be a good bite me like an on brand bite me? Well, I was thinking like how cool it'd be to have like a bard's tale, but like a heavy metal rocker, and I was like, that's just brutal legend. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish they'd make another brutal legend. That game was so good. That game was fantastic. Um, let's see, what would we make for bite me podcast? Colby will yawn at me. What if we recreated the entire podcast, but with like animated versions of ourselves? Can we just be in Pac-Man world? Yes. I actually like, so I've played around with unity now and again, and like unity makes it really easy to just like start a thing. I actually really want to create a platformer that is just, um, you you are platforming in a Mario or in a Pac-Man level, so you actually have to do the like jumping and pulling yourself up and climbing like side to side to try and escape the ghosts. So it's like a like a side scroller version of Pac-Man. I don't know if it would work, but it, it always intrigued me. Could you do it as like an endless? Yeah, run? that could work too. I don't know. I I, I... seems like a good way to get probably sued. probably. Like nah. there's gonna be a lot. Nah, of... man. Take yeah, downs. dreams is cool. I like. I like the idea of it. I. I wish it wasn't. I wish it either was not a PS4 exclusive, or I really wish it was on the PC because I think the PC would be a way better place for that to exist. But I'll be interested to see what people uh, come out with it once it really starts. Like the things I've seen so far have been amazing. Um, it would just be cool to see what uh, what other people would do with it. It would be fun to like remake like old eight bit games, like like Atari Commodore sixty four games and dreams because who's going to do yeah. that like I, I play a new pitfall game with kind of funky cool graphics from dreams so again this seems like a good way to get absolutely to like all right rap- i just i just see that like i mean you know it was um little big planet but you know like hey don't do this it's like oh we're just gonna do yeah. that like you can't tell someone not to do something and or what was this the superhero the yeah. more pig that was like, hey, here's all these things. It's like I've made the Green Hulk because <laughs> I can't make the Incredible Hulk. They're like, well, you can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and and I mean, there's probably a lot of other worse things that are getting made in Dreams. So I assume 
<laughs> I, I just, yeah. Way worse things. I know what I would make the first thing. I uh, have, know you well enough to also know the first thing you would make. It's, you, you have a brand, Cole. You have, definitely have a brand. I do. All right, cheap free <clears throat> games for uh, this week. Uh, Nintendo is finally, actually, I guess it's actually technically next week. February 19th is, uh, like, what, next Wednesday, oddly enough? I don't know why that's a day that they launch new games, but Nintendo got away from uh, dropping new games into Nintendo Online on any sort of regular basis. For a while, they were dropping, like, what, three or four a month? And now that it's like, hey, yeah. we're going to do it occasionally, and apparently February 19th is the first day of occasionally. Um, and the games are dropping are... Um, is is underwhelming the, the word I'm looking for? I think that's what I was thinking, underwhelming. I were you whelmed to be to begin um, with? Is there something below underwhelmed? I don't That's think basically so. What, oh wait, I didn't see an eliminator boat duel. <laughs> My bad. So they're releasing four games. Uh, two of them are SNES games: Poppin' Twin Bee and Smash Tennis, both of which were never released in the United States. So I guess if you've been thinking like, "Oh man, I never was able to import Poppin' Twin Bee and play it on my original SNES." Oh. I imported it. I just don't read Japanese, yeah. Cliff. Finally, I can get the story of um, Smash Yeah, exactly. Tennis. So those two are going to come out. And then you'll also, uh, on the NES, be able to get Shadow of the Ninja. And as Colby said, Eliminator Boat Duel. What is Eliminator I Boat don't know, Duel? Man. It sounds sick. It, it does not, actually. <laughs> it sounds like Joust in a Let's boat. Let's see. Eliminator Boat Duel is... Originator uh, Eliminator Boat Duel, boat duel is a... Drivers earn thousands of dollars by competing in powerboat races, setting track records, rescuing stranded people, stranded people, and collecting cash bonuses. With these winnings, they can repair or upgrade various components of the boat to improve racing performance and remain competitive in increasingly dif uh, difficult races. So Ooh. it does not sound safe. very good. <laughs> um, it also, it looks quite a bit like River Raid, kind of. It, although parts of this, it looks like maybe you're racing in a swamp. I was like, parts of it looks like they're racing across grass. Um, I don't know. I'll send you uh, the, the, where can I post this? Uh, I was going to send you the, 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 cover but i guess you'll just have to imagine what it looks like or just use yeah people. yeah so let's see there is colby oh, i just kind of i could just put NES it in discord game? i guess but oh well so uh that that's what the cover of eliminator boat duel looks like looks real good uh, anyway, uh, in addition yeah. to that, you're going to also get uh, some games on the Epic Game Store. Uh, next week, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, I still need to like pirate that game. I want to make sure no one gets paid for it, but I kind of want to play it because um, the developers... Are well, it's free. Yeah, but it's not free because I bet you they still get paid for that. So I want to make sure no one gets paid. That's my goal. I won't say no one, just the Yeah, like, guy. I would like to somehow play that game and actually pay, like, his programmers and his artists and that. Like, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. I just don't want him to make any money. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also a game called Aztez, which 
is weird. I don't like that name at all. But apparently it's a unique hybrid of beat-em-up and turn-based strategy set in the world of the Aztec Empire. Highly technical, real-time beat-em-up combat events resolve ongoing conflicts in your expanding empire. Um, I don't know if it's fun or not, but it's got a really cool look. It's like all in black and white. So I guess if that's your... I'm having a really hard time figuring out how you mix real-time turn-based strategy and yeah. beat them up i mean yeah they go together like uh gum and nut peanut butter and mustard peanut butter and pickles yeah, so, yeah. i don't know have you ever seen uh kool-aid pickles call yeah, yeah. have you ever had one no cause I hate pickles. Uh, well but i mean so, but the thing is is like a kool-aid salt. pickle doesn't taste like a pickle it tastes like kool-aid mixed with cucumbers a pickle with cool <laughs> yeah um that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound any better oddly. all right anyway i believe that is our have you tried this even more disgusting (laughs) i don't know they're real pretty though i i don't know maybe that's not important Uh, no generally with what i'm eating whether or not it's pretty is not like high on my important scale i'm like how is it the flower no because um i'm not a Hmm. rabbit I've had some edible flowers before. They're okay. Anyway, I kind of am a rabbit. It's not It's not my fault. Anyway, I believe that is our podcast for this week. Um, Real quick. Do you, do you have a very quick, like, how do you like your um, your Elite 2? Oh, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, Colby and I uh, both got uh, Microsoft Elite 2 controllers because my dad is a benevolent father who gifted them to us. Is that is that the right word? <laughs> I don't know. When you get a text with, do you want an Elite Controller? You don't say no. You go, Absolutely. Um, I like it a lot. I wish I had thought to put this earlier in the podcast (laughs) instead of the part where everyone's already leaving. But yeah, no, uh, I've played a... This is just for you special people who wait until the end. We like you the best. Um, I've had it for about a week now. Um, It feels absolutely incredible. It's exactly the right weight. Um... If you like an Xbox controller, it's like an Xbox controller, just slightly better. Um, yep. The grips feel fantastic. I love that I can change out. Like, one thing that I've noticed when I game a lot, so the default Xbox controller, um, the thumbsticks have, like, the round part in the middle, and then there's, like, a little ridge around the outside, and then it's kind of textured. And after, like, a weekend of playing eight or 10 hours of games. Like my thumbs actually hurt a little bit from just the rubbing on those. I put the, there's like a smooth set of sticks that comes with the elite and I don't have that at all. So that's really nice. Um, I love that it charges via USB C, which is great. Um, but it also has a little dock thing that you can put it on. Um, I don't know. It like, I think the weight on it is really good. Yeah the weight yeah i like to me it is i mean i think it's the same as the the xbox actually you know and one thing i will say too i really like the back triggers more than i thought i would um i so (laughs) this sounds i'll probably put them back on when i play a game that i can use them on but the journey to dangerous or savage planet was so the funny thing is is i um I'm playing a lot of my time at Porsche, right? And part of that game is inventory management. Um, And so you spend a lot of time going back and forth between all of the uh, different 
like chests that you have and and by the time you reach like the kind of midpoint in that game you often have like seven eight nine chests and to go back in between them you use the the triggers on the xbox controller to trigger 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 to go back and forth and like literally my trigger fingers have been sore from just like triggering too much um and so one nice thing is is that I could you can change the pull depth of the trigger. And so for like my time at Porsche, I put it all the way to the top so you barely have to pull the trigger for it to register. But I've also set my back uh, my back triggers to just be the same as the trigger so I can actually use my other fingers to switch back and forth between the chests, which is not what I thought I'd be using those for, but it works really, really well. I can imagine it would be great for like a driving game or something too, where you yeah. uh, have to use a gas pedal. Like I remember when we used to play a lot of Rocket League, like my finger would get sore from pulling the trigger. Uh-huh. So I, I think it just gives you an extra set of things to use. I, I really, I like it far more than I thought I would, to be honest. So Brooke just texted me, my wife, and said, oh, my fingers hurt from playing video games too. I think she's mocking me. And that's not nice because I'm a loving husband. So anyway, um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really good. Do you have anything else to, to add about it? I mean, they're outlandishly expensive. I will a hundred percent of that. Yeah. They're really nice. I would never have bought no, one on my own. $75 but, for uh, a controller is uh, silly. Like that's a silly amount to spend on a controller. But like, if you have $175 sitting around, um, I don't, do you think they're, do you, are they still on sale on Amazon? I mean, it's I not know, like yeah. you're not saving a lot of money. It's like $12 off. But if you have Amazon Prime, you can get them for $12 off on Amazon right now, um, specifically as a Prime member. So, you know, if you want to save a couple bucks, but it's great. Um, but moving forward, if you want to, but, but that's a that's a double D, but except there's no D, but, but. it's a double T, but, but. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can go to bitemepodcast.com and that will link you to everything we do, including places you can subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on socials at Bite Me Podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 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 On the Insta. Um, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And you can come hang out with us in discord, which you absolutely should do. Um, and you know, discord's not just like a PC thing. You don't have to have a computer to do it. Um, you can, I yeah, only use I it on use my it phone. a lot of the time when I'm not at work, I'm on my phone using discord. So you can just download the discord app and go to bite me podcast.com slash discord. And that will take you over to the wonderful end of discord where we all hang out all day and talk about, things not necessarily video game you can come talk about miami we can go talk about miami connection with colby so uh or or, or both we do have a movies tab in in our discourse you can talk about movies you can talk about books you can talk about video games there's all sorts of stuff to talk about in our discord so come hang out with us there i am on vacation this next coming week so colby and dylan or Dylan and Adam or Colby and Dylan and Adam. I don't know. Someone's going to put up a podcast and it'll exist and I will never listen to it. It will be magic. Absolutely never listen to it because I will be writing Splash Mountain instead. Don't think too hard about Splash Mountain. Yeah. It's probably my favorite ride in (laughs) Disneyland Park. Um, Although I have not ridden the new Star Wars rides yet. So, Um, but I love that. That's a, it's probably, 
you know, you know what Star Wars doesn't whitewash? I mean, let's not pretend that Star Wars does not have a lot of problematic aspects, Cole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, but uh, it doesn't have all That is true. That, well, I mean, neither does Splash Mountain the ride, technically. He does not sing it, I don't believe. It's, it's all uh, instrumental on the ride, so we'll just... So you just ha- you just have it in the back of your. We'll head. just pretend that Splash Mountain is just a lovely ride about some some animals that are unrelated to anything at all. There's just it's just a fun log flume. It's great, no problems. Anyway, I'll be doing that. Think of me if you want to uh, see what I'm doing at Disneyland. You can follow me on Instagram dot com slash cliff underscore seventy seven. That's where I post my that's where I post my Disney pictures. So if that's your thing, you guys have anything else? It's not. Nope. Oh, cool. Nope. Dylan. Bye.